This is the Music Gems Podcast with Gemma Maddox, where we talk about artists, producers, songwriters, gems of the music world, and their stories. She's, without doubt, has one of the most untouchable vocals of this generation. I just got goosebumps saying that. Hello, it's Gem. Welcome to the Music Gems Podcast. I am so excited to introduce you one of my favorite songwriters she's australian she's written so many incredible songs she's written with jojo Anne marie charlie xcx hayden james just to name a few and she's in the duo nations as well welcome nat dunn hello i thought we'd go back to the start when did you get into music i feel like I've, i've never not done music to be honest with you when I was like eight, I was doing like drama, singing, dancing classes. And that wasn't me coming from like a musical sort of performing arts family either. I was the only one. To fast forward a little bit through that, I did sign my first publishing deal when I was 15 and record deal. I haven't really done anything else since. I did go to uni. I, you know, I didn't finish high school, but I did go to university after the fact. Yeah and studied journalism and mass communication there. Didn't finish that degree, then moved to LA (laughs) six six years ago. Oh my God, you're doing amazing though. You've achieved so much. Wow, thank you. It's been um, been a wild few years. (laughs) And when you were growing up, what were some artists that you were listening to that inspired you a lot when you were younger? Uh, Definitely like the greats vocal greats like Aretha Franklin and like Shirley Bassey my dad would play those Uh, but then Stevie Nicks I also really loved her songwriting uh, from a young age again from my parents but of course vocally I think I really really got obsessed with Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey and would just mimic them you know as a kid um, because I don't know they're alien to me they're just so iconic and incredible and then tones like Aretha you know feel like that, that you just can't learn. Those sort of singers that you just can't, you can't learn how to sing like them. You either you either are born with that gift or you're not. That sort of thing was, was what really mesmerised me, I guess, like most people. Yeah, and I feel like as well with Whitney Houston, even today, like listening to her songs, they're still so iconic. Like they just don't I'm, get old. I still do, like always. There's nothing like a good car drive to some Whitney. Exactly. <laughs> And you're in the band Nations as well. I actually saw you guys when you um, performed for Anne-Marie. I think it was two years ago. You guys were amazing. You had so much energy on the stage. It was so amazing. That was fun, yeah. So we do more of a dance project, I guess. Nations is more of the dance stuff. And then with my songwriting and vocal producing and producing stuff, I do more pop stuff. So it's a good uh, diverse kind of range of stuff that keeps me really busy and really happy creatively it's like a really good balance as well yeah it is actually it's it's quite different and like when you're on tour because you've taught a lot the past few years is there any moment when you're performing up on stage at a certain place where you're like kind of oh my god kind of moment like something you ticked off your bucket list like any performances definitely last (laughs) year we brought out a song called nowhere to go with hayden James, who's an Aussie, um, fellow Aussie. I performed that with him at at Splendour in the grass on and the main stage amphitheatre, like sunset on Friday night. And it was just like, wow. (laughs) That was, I didn't even realise until I was like in the middle of it, how insane that that moment was. I kind of didn't prepare myself. So it was pretty special looking out and doing it with a 16 piece choir as well. Like it was really special. That was a good one. Also, New York Webster Hall was good. Big and small shows 
I guess the the more intimate ones are really cool too because they can get in the dance music stuff they can get kind of ravey and fun and yeah and you lose yourself a little <laughs> bit to it so that that's been really fun in Europe in Amsterdam we had some really good shows there as well so oh Amsterdam is so amazing <laughs> it's the best honestly it's incredible oh. I just I love it so much it's so cute how like they're riding on the bikes around the streets and like the like the cafes and stuff they're just it's just so cute it is a stunning city that's for sure yeah and the people are so beautiful so nice. And have you been working on new music to release for Nations as well at the moment? Actually, yeah, we were, we were always writing. And we actually, when we were on tour last year with Hayden, we did a North American tour supporting him. And uh, actually, it was a world tour. But the North American leg, we, we ended up doing a fair bit of writing in New York. So there's some things there that we really want to bring out. And we did a lot of that with uh, some of that with Baby Daddy from the Scissor Sisters, who's a really good friend of ours. And He's so amazing. So I'm excited for some of those to come out. Yay, that's going to be exciting. And when you're writing as well, like for Nations and like other artists as well, what inspires you when you're going into the studio? Are you inspired by like when they're playing the instruments first or do you have an idea like already? Yeah, with the dance stuff, it's kind of different. Sometimes if we're just all starting from scratch together, obviously we, Nations, do a lot of collaborations. So we've got... um, you know, with Duke DeMont and with Gorgon City, with that, that was more a song, a demo that we already had, Nation, Nikki and I. And then the, the the guys really loved the song. So they wanted to put their own spin on the entire sort of production of it, Gorgon and Duke. And they just brought it to this whole other um, realm. It's such a cool so house it, song. Like, it's just like a feel-good anthem. It's, yeah, it's that, cool. That's a fun one to play live <laughs> too. Um, so, it, yeah, it's different every time. And then with... Hayden, it was kind of similar with Nowhere to Go, where we'd, we'd sort of written that that song itself before, but then he played a, an instrumental in Santa Monica when we were all in the studio together and we were like, oh, this would be really cool with our song Nowhere to Go and that just worked together. And then, it, again, it changed completely again into this hub, other whole dimension. Sometimes it's from scratch just in the room, but yeah. uh, other times there's already kind of two ideas that come together and then you... I guess combine them but then when it's songwriting I guess with like Anne-Marie or Joe or um, whoever else it's like really that to me it's really important to like get a vibe from them what's going on in their lives and personally feel like it's really authentic to them and of course there's always like elements of your own perspective within the song but my main focus when I am working with, on album projects like with Joe or, or everyone it's more about really getting an authentic true experience of theirs and making that be heard yeah well that's so awesome when I chatted with Jojo she said so many lovely things about you um she was lucky lucky (laughs) she was so sweet and she said with Joanna as well like that song's very personal and she said that she couldn't have written that song with anyone else but you and that's so awesome to hear because it's such a like an amazing song obviously there's negative people saying stuff, but the way you guys expressed that was amazing. Yeah, thank you. I'm glad that you like it. We definitely, that was a really special song. Um, yeah, again, extremely personal, mm. but like she's willing to go there and, you know, expose those parts of herself. That's when it's really cool to work with an artist that's brave enough not to feel judged to say things like that. Do you know what I mean? Like a lot yeah. of artists don't want to let in that much or be perceived a certain way by saying certain things. And she was just in such a, a moment of confidence and owning her own her own journey and her own experiences in music in, in the music business that she's you know really been through from such a young age so I really love that that we got to write that together I feel really grateful that I was 
there with her and, and able to get it out with her. Yeah. Because uh, it's a special one. And even one the- of my favourites. Oh, it's such, I love that song. And like even the video clip as well, like when you're watching it, you feel that emotion. It's like, oh my God, like it's, I'm so yeah, glad so that, emotional. yeah. I get emotional just talking yeah. about it now. <laughs> I'm like welling up in your eyes because it really was like a, mm. a bare all moment writing that song. Like it was like, say it. Like what do people say? What do trolls say online? What are, exactly. like what have people said over the years? Just like, let's let's go there. Let's just say it if, if you're willing to. And she was like, let's do it. So yeah, Jeff Giddy, who actually produced that, he was very forthcoming uh, in in you know driving that that message of like just expose, just say it, be mm. real, be the most real that you can possibly be to the point where it's awkward almost, and that really pushed us to write that way. So he's incredible as well. What do you think so special about working with JoJo? <sighs> so many things. Where do I begin? <laughs> um, uh, I mean, obviously, her voice is out of this world she's one of you know when we talk about like we were talking about before Whitney and Mariah and like the greats in my opinion and this is not a biased opinion yeah. obviously I love her obviously she's <laughs> one of my best friends you know that's that aside though she's without doubt has one of the most untouchable vocals of this generation um and that to me is like I just got goosebumps saying that because I, every time I think about the fact that I get to write with someone that gifted vocally as well as a writer she's an incredible writer as well um I just feel lucky I feel like wow how did I fall into this life like how did I get to work with these people who are just so gifted um I feel like I'm painting with a magic brush every time I'm writing with them (laughs) you guys are like the dream team (laughs) It's, it's certainly a dream for me and also congratulations as well. Um, Good to know is out tomorrow, which is super exciting. And you've got the song on there, Don't Talk Me Down. Cannot wait to hear it. Um, How long ago did you write the song? Man, it's so hard to keep up with days, days, <laughs> yeah. days months, years. Um, We did a lot of touring last year, so I don't feel like it was last year. I feel like it was maybe a little bit, well, it could have been last year. Yeah, early on. Um, We were out... We were like, we were out in Malibu at Shangri-La, which is like one of the most iconic. I'm sure Joe maybe has said this too. So I don't know. Was that the Rick Rubin studio? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it's had sort of people like Elvis has has owned it previously and Bob Dylan. And there's just so much music history and magic there, (laughs) I guess. And Rick's, the way that he has it at the moment is just so cool and, and it feels really good to be there. It feels like a really nice space to create in. Also, he's just iconic. So I was just like, wow, we're going here to work. <laughs> yeah, count me in, sure. <laughs> I'll check my schedule. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it was, it was yeah, that was such an experience. It was a few days we stayed there. And one of the nights, actually the first night, this song came out and it was just like, we were sitting at the piano, it was maybe 10 p.m. at night. Lido, who produces a lot on, on the album as well, he was there and he was playing piano and I was sitting on the ground. Joe was there as well. And we were just in the room together jamming and, and yeah, phrase kept coming out, don't talk me down. And then we got talking about something personal with her and how, how, how it would make sense to her and how it did make sense. And um, then the rest of it kind of fell out. But it was just one of those songs that was just really special. And we did a lot of the tracking there of, of the, uh, the, the keyboard. And then my friend, Johan, we did vocals after the fact at Westlake in LA. I read, redid those with Joe. And then um, we wanted strings on it. We all knew that we wanted strings to make it really cinematic and emotional. 
and we want it to be super raw, like just piano, strings and vocal and just have it as one of those songs on the album that's really less production mm -hmm. and more just about the song and her incredible voice and the story. So that's why I feel really excited about this one because I just, I don't know, I'm just, it's one of my favourite songs I've ever written, oh, to be honest. Really? And yeah, so excited for, for it to come out. But Johan Lennox, my friend who, who does strings, who's incredible, also LA-based, He's an artist and a producer, songwriter, and he put strings on it. And I was like, Joe, trust me, he's the one, he's amazing. And she's like, I trust you. Lido's like, I trust. So <laughs> he did his thing and blew our minds. Every, you know, expectation was met and exceeded with what he did string string arrangement wise. So that was really cool as well. Oh, that's I'm so excited to like hear the album. I ordered like the merch and stuff with a CD from Jojo Sykes. I'm like, I need a CD because I'm one of those people who has to have CDs. So I love that. Right? <laughs> you still have yeah. a CD player? Yeah, I've got one in my car. I like I don't know. I just like listening to CDs. I'm, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> and congratulations as well. You won an award um for one billion streams on Friends with Anne Marie. That's massive. Yeah. Congratulations on that as well. That was yeah. That was wild. I did not uh, did not expect that. Very cool. Thank you, Apra. <laughs> <laughs> and um, as well, like, is there anyone who you haven't worked with yet who you'd love to work with? I mean, the obvious thing to for me feels obvious to say, but I just think she's so incredible as a human being. But I really love her tone and I love her um, her whole vibe. And it's Rihanna. I'd obviously mm -hmm. love to work with her. I think that would be really cool. That would be so awesome. That's gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> manifest <laughs> and what's the one thing that you've learned over the years being in the music industry that's helped you um like things that you've learned along the way and again it so, sounds so cliche saying it but to just be really yourself don't ever try and like because I feel like especially when you move to LA and stuff and you're trying to work out how this all works and how sessions work and who is in what click with who and who writes with who the best thing to do is to not try and get into any of that, just to go and be yourself and use your own skill set uh, the way that you know how, which is honestly, we don't even get a choice. I feel like some days we're kissed on the head with, you know, the power of writing a great song and other days it's like, it's not going to come as easy, but either way, whatever I do in a room, the person, the other person that I'm writing with, they, you know, they can't do what I can do and I can't do what they can do. So mm you just you don't work like that creatively you all come up with something quite different and I think being 100% you and authentic is the best the best thing and the other tip I would give which is number two and really equally as important is to just know your worth um, and what what you contribute to a song especially as a songwriter especially as a female because um, you know labels artists producers writers you know when you're doing sort of vocal features or side artist agreements when you're working with DJs that release music as artists, you know, just know your worth and know that, you know, your part of that song is as important as their beat or their <laughs> their production. Like every part matters so much. So just know your worth and um, there's power in saying no sometimes. If the deal isn't right for you, then just say no. <laughs> I love that. It's very wise advice. I um, went to one of my friend's workshops when I was in LA in October um, and he said that heaps of, because he's a producer, so heaps of artists will come in and stuff like that and you'd know them for years and it happens with other people whereas you can work with someone for ages and know nothing about them and he was just saying yeah. how important it is to get to know the artists you're working with and like the stuff he was saying, I was like, I didn't know that side. I love that. I agree with that. It's like one thing to just kind of go in blindly and write 
write something with someone you've just met, which can be really cool sometimes, mm. but really knowing someone is where I think the really magical songs come. This is the Music Gems Podcast with Gemma Maddox, where we talk about artists, producers, songwriters, gems of the music world and their stories. Thank you so much for listening to this episode with the incredibly talented Nat Don. Go and check out her music in her duo nation she's in. And she's got a song called Don't Talk Me Down on JoJo's brand new album, Good To Know. It is iconic. Thanks for listening. Bye.